Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo. Season 2 um, started a while ago. We just haven't been marking them, but we will from this point forward or last point forward or whatever, because we record way in advance. When last we were with our team, they had uh, driven out, well, they had taken a train and then the ferry uh, and rented a, a car to go up into the hills of Sicily and find the abbey of thelema and at this abbey as they made their way towards this broken small white cottage which really was never meant to be an abbey it was a a small um little building on the side of a near a cliff that overlooked the ocean um but it happened to be the domicile for uh a few about a year and a half of alistair crowley and several other ranking members of his second incarnation of the golden dawn and he did some really strange and terrible things here in Thelema this is this is where Crowley was kind of getting into his his worst and he left a lot of things on the walls and things that were whitewashed by the locals because they were so profane and so abstract and dissident thoughts and, and images that they were offensive to anybody they claimed who saw them so they painted over the walls and everything. As the group got there and and saw this old building with half the roof caved in and broken down, uh, Richard Dawson, who they thought they had left behind in Venice, came from around the corner and told Faye that she should turn around, take everyone and just go. Don't allow this to happen. Don't go inside the building. This, oh, this will only take you to places you don't want to hear and th- see. And Faye being our Faye, of course, you know, Got down into a low crouch, charged forward, head low, aiming for the door. Fortunately, the door had already been broken off the hinges, so she went right clear into the living room. But she uh, she hobbled her way in after some, you know, the last two or three weeks of convalescence and witnessed what appeared to be the phantom image of her mother running her hands across the walls, chained to the ground, heavy, heavy chains laden on her, uh, torn look clothing, very Christian ideal of of someone who may be suffering in some sort of a eternal damnation. Uh, but she was putting her hands along the wall and everywhere Faye's mother touched the surface, um, the paint, the whitewash began to fade and Crowley's original words and images bled through. Faye, just for my notes, because I've gone over everything I have and I don't remember seeing it. Your mother's first name was... Nora. Nora. So that's where we begin. We do have everybody here. Aveline is outside guarding the building. Um, We were going to have Aveline go in, but like I said, she's running a little late, so things can change around. But Faye is standing there. Richard Dawson's standing there. Everyone else, uh, just let me know real quick if memory serves. Were you in or outside of the building? Sid? I think, I believe I went inside with everybody. Inside? inside Catherine? Begrudgingly, like I do most other things, I went inside the building. Okay. (laughs) With all your (laughs) 
<laughs> with all your enthusiasm and verve and just yes, let's yeah. do this. Okay. And yeah, Professor well, Professor John, were you? I believe you were in as well, right? I was standing right next to uh, Mr. Dawson. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So this is the image. Uh, it's it's late in the afternoon. Um, the skies are a little bit overcast, but she's just standing there running her hands almost like a wax on sort of wax off uh, going across. And occasionally she mournfully, sadly looks back to Faye. Can't even bring herself to smile as if she's just, maybe she sees her through a long gray haze, a mist from the, you know, that the veil that portrays one side to the other or keeps one side hidden from the other. But she senses something's there and, then goes back to doing her task and Richard looks around and Professor John, can you go ahead and give me an occult roll, please? That is an 89 on the die. That is not successful. Not successful. Okay. So you stand there. You see Dawson is kind of um, looking around at the floor. Uh, all of you are in the room witness this with the exception of Aveline. He's um, the floor itself is made of, of, wooden planks they're just farm wood you know they're not like polished it was a rough hewn floor that had been sanded somewhat flat but it's not like it's you know shiny or anything like that most of the floor is just you know farm type barn wood that had been repurposed going around looking and he leaves this room as his as this you know disembodied i mean this um this somewhat corporeal figure of of nora continues to scrub the wall, the main wall in the room uh, that is right across from the entrance. And he goes into the uh, into one of the side rooms and uh, you hear him tapping. What's he doing? I follow him in that room. Yeah, okay. no, you don't, no. Don't leave the innocent babies alone, Mr. <laughs> High Occultist Man. Well, he's got to look. <laughs> I, under I understand I, Mr. That. Voodoo Priest. <laughs> So, so walking walking in here, my um, you know, John was resolved to basically watch Mr. Doss. He doesn't trust him. Um, he doesn't know what he's up to necessarily. And if he goes into another room, he would follow him to make sure, try to understand, or make sure he's not up to shenanigans. Okay, absolutely, no worries. Shenanigans. <laughs> I'm following. Sorry, Catherine. <laughs> shenanigans. What? No, he sang. He knows he so don't like to sing. I said sorry, Kevin. Oh, 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 this singing thing. <laughs> Dear listeners, um, Lauren, the uh, the player, not necessarily the character, Catherine, enjoys a jaunty tune. Um, I have a acute, like, uncomfortableness when people sing. It's act it's I cry. I can't help it. Mm. Little I'm gonna remember left. that. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> On the on the one year anniversary of the show, we'll do we'll do a barbershop quartet. We'll do a musical version. Yeah, we'll do a Zena a Zena musical, which was pretty bad when they did it. So, no. Okay, so you go in and John, Catherine, are you following him? Sid, anybody else? Faye, I am. Like, I don't want to be too far away from the magic men, but I also don't want to be in the same like i'm gonna stand in the threshold if they're moving into a next room i'm gonna be in the threshold of the room like just observing okay so what you're you you're staying in the same room as the ghost because that's not bothering you but you want to make sure that the magic men are doing nothing odd okay i'm good you know um 
I'm I've just... been seeing I, Catherine's been seeing things. So mm-hmm. that ghost, she's just a little creepy, and I'm pretending she's not there. It's I'd rather it's my not. Mother, think we're talking about. I don't know her. <laughs> and Mel, she's creepy. I mean, let's. Just... Nora's creepy at the moment. Okay, Catherine, uh, Professor John, Sid, were you going in, or you're staying closer to Faye? No, I'm gonna stay closer to Faye because she has a penchant for getting herself in some pretty tight spots. Right. So. I'm I'm going to be there to grab her before she jams her head through a wall. Okay. Well, that's you see Richard. So the people that followed Richard to the next room see him. Um, he's grabbed a piece of piping or something that had been debris that had fallen into this, you know, from the ceiling. It's, it's and and when it partially collapsed, um, and he's tapping on the floor looking or listening for a sound. What are you looking for, Mr. Dawson? The ley line. I've... I was, um, not here, but I know Crowley would never have purchased a house that wasn't close or on one. And if we are destined to be here tonight, he starts moving towards another room, uh, behind, so this would have been a sitting room, a small sitting room, maybe 15 by 10, 15 by 12. He moves through that one deeper into the house, back by where the bedrooms are. The main room you're in would have been the entryway, dining room, and that went into a kitchen. So he's moving back towards the bedrooms. The ghost has completed one wall, and obscene poetry is coming through, talking about women, drugs, power... There is a, um, yeah, there's several crass sentiments or statements painted in the wall, painted on the wall that she's now helped expose. She moves over to another part portion, uh, the one that's in the archway going to the kitchen, and she's moving her hands over that. And the, the white paint is just, seems to be dripping down her arms and pooling at her feet. Um, somehow her touch is bleeding this white, lime-based paint literally off the walls and into puddles um, staining the floor underneath her. Ew. So we walk we walk back through the room to go to another room as so well, Mr. Dawson is doing. Dawson went deeper in, uh, John. He he just kept okay. walking straight ahead and it went into the, towards the back of the house. Faye and oh, okay. Sid are watching this uh, this unfolding of the art and the the bad poetry and you know, cryptic images and messages that Crowley left in this part of the building. Um, Understood. Yeah, Dawson enters one of the largest bedrooms in the back, and it was a four-bedroom house, but the bedrooms, even the grand bedroom, was not that grand. Crowley's funds, at this point, he was on the run, and the Golden Dawn had pulled most of the major backers away from him as he entered into this new phase of his life. So his... Grand Abbey was mostly done by him painting and doing other things. Um, this was not a big residence. This was small by his standards. Uh, but as he goes into the master bedroom, it actually has in French still there. This hasn't been covered. It just says, you know, the Chamber of Horrors in French lettering on a placard that sta- sits over the top of the door. Some reason they didn't paint that. It was a placard. They could have pulled it down. But for whatever reason, the people that came to try to cover up these offenses left that particular placard intact. And it just says the Chamber of Horrors. 
So he walks through that threshold and he hears a different sound. And he looks at you and says, I believe this will be where everything... And he starts hitting this, the, the wood with this, not rebar, but piece of metal. Probably, like I said, a pipe. He's just cracking onto the wood as hard as he can. And within a few moments, it, it does start to splinter and give way. Uh, Faye, you hear the banging off in the distance. But, you know, you and Sid are like, what the hell's that? But, John, no one's called out for help. Nobody... And, and it's a pretty rhythmic bang, bang. It's not like, you know, somebody getting beaten and screaming. It just sounds like someone hitting the, you know, the floor. Um, hearing the banging, I would probably snap out of, you know, watching my mother and okay. I would go and investigate and see what's going on. So um, I would join the rest of them in the back. Sid, you following her? Sure. Okay. So the two of you make your way into the back, um, leaving Nora uncovering the, the wall that actually had the front door in it. She's now two thirds of the way, or I'm sorry, three quarters of the way through the room. She's uncovering the other wall. Uh, and you go in there and you see your father pulling planks away. As he does so, you see a door, a trap door in the floor that had been quickly covered over with planks that weren't that securely left intact. Like he was able to get them up fairly easy. And when he opens, when he lifts that trap door back, there is a ladder that descends down about 10 feet. What's that? It's dark. Mm-hmm. It's dark. What's down oh. there, yeah. You want your answers. Feel that you want all the answers. He goes over and takes a flashlight out of his ja- inside jacket pocket. A small little flashlight that he had. It's a square kind with a... It gives off maybe five candle power. It's not really powerful. But he clicks it on and says, Then follow me. And he starts to descend the, the ladder. I go right after him. Um, yep. I, I poke... John, before he descends, I, like, stop him. Mm-hmm. What's a ley line? And why is it uh, important? And why are we going into the ground? And They're, uh, uh, they're kind of like, uh, you know, the, the magnetic forces that surround the Earth and circle the Earth and give us our north and south poles. They're kind of like a magnetic spiritual force that, uh, that courses across the surface of the Earth. Oh. Sort of in like a grid-like, grid-like pattern. The lines of pattern, lines of power, right? That that move. Oh, they are, in some way, tied into the magnetic forces that uh, bind this planet together. Okay. With that, he pulls out his uh, his forty-five mm-hmm. and says, "Ready to go down the stairs." <laughs> With that, listen. They're just these lines of power. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> It's well, Pulp Cthulhu, okay, so, it's so, Pulp so it, Cthulhu folks. <laughs> so at this point, uh, does it look like it's a room under a room or yes. it's going somewhere? No, a room under a room. All right. All right. So then Sid turns to the others of the group and said, I'm going to stay here at the top and I'm going to take and make sure that nothing comes behind here to you. Oh. So you know, you've got John with you down below. I'm going to stay above and make sure that nothing goes down the hole after you. We don't want to get stuck down there by ourselves and trapped down there. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. You and Aveline on the top. Her outside, making sure nobody else approaches, keeping the door somewhat safe, um, looking inside the you know the main foyer area and dining room. Sid now deeper in the house, back by the master bedroom, the chamber of horrors. 
and now the other three descending into whatever's down there. Um, Richard doesn't take long to um, take a lighter by Zippo. Uh, a Zippo and start flicking it and he lights several braziers that he was able to see with his small torch, you know, with his small flashlight as we call them here in the States. And once the the braziers are lit and there's five, the room does take on a very eerie and frightening uh, countenance. It's this, there's a reason that that placard adorned the wall down here it looks like a, a really twisted idea of a shop, like a, like a magic store, an alchemy store, somebody that sells crystals and has, you know, different types of, of herbs and things, and a BDSM dungeon. Um, ah! This is absolutely a place that was meant to test the endurance of the human body and mind. There's residue of cocaine uh, lines on one of the tables. Um, there is all sorts of mushrooms that have dried up and withered that any of you, especially Catherine and John, pick up immediately are well beyond medicinal. These are hallucinogenics. Um, there's even rarer substances that wouldn't be found in Sicily things that would have induced a peyote-type dream state, pufferfish glands, everything you can think of that evokes um, a state of trance or a, a trippy situation is here. Mixed in with that are paddles and ball gag and all the instruments that are used to test limits of, of people and of, of flesh. And drawn on the walls is basically in Crowley's crappiest, you know, attempts at art because, let's be honest, he wasn't a gifted artist, um, are instead of like stations of the cross, you have Karma Sutra positions and things of polyamory and orgies and uh, old decaying throw pillows up in the back corner of the floor and... Dawson looks around and says, yes. Now this looks more familiar. Mr. Um, Dawson? He stops. You were upset about your daughter getting engaged and this room doesn't bother you? I wasn't upset that my daughter was engaged. I was upset that you were trying to stop me from bringing her home. I had, I had to say something. This is... And Miss um, Ross, do you have children? You're going to find, if you should ever be blessed with them, that just because you have a dark sexual side doesn't mean you hope that for your child. Do what I say, not what I do. There's a reason that adage exists. Oh no, we're long past that, so what the hell's going on down here? I'm very uncomfortable, I had to say something. <laughs> Catherine the Prude Ross is uncomfortable. Just, just to clarify, are there any other doors leading out of this room? It's a no. singular chamber. Ah. Singular chamber. Okay. Okay. And also beyond the singular chamber, um, go ahead and everybody down here, character-wise, go ahead and give me a, a dice roll for um, spot hidden. Jeez. <laughs> Not tonight, huh? That uh, that that is uh, a lot of zeros on those dice. 
Ooh. I believe that is a 100. Oh, um, okay. We'll okay, I got I strained, an 11. I sprained my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Yep. I got an 11. That is a critical success for me. Catherine is so uncomfy that she's just looking at the artwork going and all the implements and all the drugs going, this isn't what... No! I didn't sign no! up for this. This isn't medically accurate. Exactly. Like, that shouldn't go there. Right. Faye, you... Don't do that. While your father is walking around and picking up various devices and tongs and all kinds of things, um, you notice that the trap door the one that you came down also has a very sturdy lock underneath to keep people out. So this was definitely someplace that once Crowley got them in um, and the lock would have been padlock type stuff where you would have had to get the keys from him or whoever was in charge that night of the key. So the, the trap door would have been able to lock and keep people in if they didn't or, you know, now eventually they have to come out obviously. But yeah, it was definitely a place that once you entered, he determined who left and when they were ready. So upstairs, uh, Sid, you, you're still standing over the top of the, uh, the trap door. Light is now emanating down from below. Uh, you can see what you think is the shadow of a uh, St. Andrew's cross uh, laying across the ground. Um, very Theon Greyjoy type stuff from Ramsey Bolton. Um, but you get that whole, the vibe of what's down there. And the ghost walks past you and is just cleaning walls. It seems like she's making better progress. Like things are are just happening quickly. Go ahead and you give me a spot hidden, please. And if you don't have a cult, right, Sid? Uh, no, I don't believe. I have a five and a cult, which I think is the basic Spot hidden 68 is a fail. All right. So the ghost, you, you really choose not to make contact, eye contact with the image of this, this spiritual apparition. You've, um, you've come to the conclusion that, yeah, I saw it. I don't need to know anymore. I'm good. Let it be. So down below, the fires begin to sputter and spatter and pop a shadow that wasn't there a moment ago starts to elongate from the brazier near the back wall up slowly climbing and gaining size no <laughs> no yes <laughs> richard stands before it and kind of cracks his neck and stands with his feet shoulder length apart and puts his hands up in the air like this and seems that he's preparing to do something preparing to the shadow yeah at the shadow john he's 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 in front of it he's looking at it and it's almost as if he's um you would you would take this to be a stance of like defense uh a stance of of you know protection we, we're not doing the the typical dragon ball you know cross my arms everything's okay but he's doing something like in a mage position he's drawing strength it seems like he's trying to gather from underneath him whatever's there and channel it into his hands um, in front of the, the shadow that's about eight feet in front of him and growing on the wall. Uh, by now, it's about four foot tall, and it, it's just slowly serpentining its way up, arms pushing this way, you know, out, um, legs beginning to stretch. It's just growing in front of you. I, I call out to him. I'm like, Mr. Dawson, 
tell us what's going on. Yeah, what? Should I shoot it? What? It's a wall. There's nothing there's to a, shoot. There's a shadow on the wall! We've already... He knows we're here. You want answers, Faye? You'll get them tonight. So, Sid, you do hear mumbling down below. Is it still your intention to guard the ladder? Or do you think now that it's time to descend? I think before I do, nobody's tried to interact with, with Nora, have they? I'm going to try to interact with Nora. Go ahead. What do you do? I, I walk over towards her, next to her, while she's mm -hmm. working. Is she? Uh, does she seem aware of my presence? Not as I move towards it. She's sort of acknowledge. Not initially. No, she's just she's just moving. But now that you're looking directly at her, the clothes that were torn have some of the white paint. This uh, this whitewash that they had used is now staining the garments. Um, and the garments are torn in places and ripped and kind of fashioned like off one off her sh one shoulders exposed and. She's just rubbing, and her hair, what her ghostly hair has this white paint in it as well, and they're starting to, like, mat and cake from the the paint drawn into her hair. But she's, almost take, she's taking the paint onto herself almost. Well, yeah, it's, it's somehow, even though she's, you know, spiritual and somewhat incorporeal, it seems that this, this process is you know, staining her and her hair is matted. It almost looked like, like dreads, like at this point, like dreadlocks. Um, okay. And she just keeps going, but she, you know, she doesn't in any way acknowledge you standing there yet. I put my hand on the wall in front of where she's working and I touch the wall and I say, I, I, I lean towards her and I say, what are you doing on the wall? What is this? Making. It ready. She looks at you, and her hair that is matted and caked seems to begin to flow in the air, almost serpent-like. Okay. Making what ready? As, I, as I'm like sort of preparing to back away. He comes. He Who comes? Who? The master. He Come. Who is the master? Where is he coming? Home. Home. She's Crowley? that wall, and she walks into the bedroom and begins doing it. Damn it. I follow her. Okay. The first pass, a letter S appears as she starts clearing off the wall. And then... Who, who is the master? Fortal. And another letter appears, an H. So she's okay. clearing it off. You're watching. You're starting to give me a sanity roll, Joe. Yeah, I was waiting for that to come. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd call that sooner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm following. <laughs> I'm following. I was wondering where the hell you were waiting for that. <laughs> As a player, I'm feeling slightly ill. Nice. Ah, it's a success. That's it's a good success. All right. So you're hanging on. Um, we still have every time there's a roll, even a good roll, there's always a little bit of hit, but this will be minor. Uh, two points. Okay. Um, so two points um, of sanity lost because you're still interacting with something that shouldn't be there. Right. The next letter is an A, and it's on the wall, and she's pulling the paint down. And her hair is now becoming far more active 
the stains on her cloth almost begin to look like some sort of a familiar print that maybe you've seen somewhere in your travels. The stains on her look familiar? Yeah, like something that you might have seen in a fashion industry or, you know, just around town. Like some sort of an animal print. Uh, who? What is his name? What is his name? So that keeps going on. Down below, Dawson definitely takes a more bracing stance, John. And you hear from upstairs, who? But no reply. Only Sid hears these replies. What's his name? You just hear And in the meantime, Dawson seems to be struggling. His sweat is breaking on his brow. Um, his shirt starts to stick to his back. And the shape takes full form. And it's just about almost six feet tall. Somewhat lumpy. Cankerous a little bit. Pot-bellied. With this head that's just flickering in the light at his disordinate size. Kind of goes from big to small. And grows and twists. And, he's, and you hear... Richard, <laughs> the prodigal returns, and with guests in my house. <laughs> and Richard's just, he doesn't say anything. He's like, why have you brought them here, Richard? Seeing seeing this thing manifest mm -hmm. and recognizing that Richard has been trying to cast some sort of a protective rituals as that's happening i put my hand on richard's shoulder and i um close my eyes and start trying to draw on the memories and experiences that i've had from uh from an incantation that i had written down that um that i think will uh will cast a hopefully help a protective or uh adding to what mr dawson is trying to do as well and um in that, I'm going to go start the process of trying to cast the uh, the cast circle. Okay. So. What Rich? Well, you start to put a circle, and for a moment, he's just like around Faye. Put it around Faye. I adjust and do what he says. <laughs> okay. From upstairs, Sid. Yes. The next word coming out is a K. Um, I, I try to I try to reach or put my hands on the wall. Because do I hear what's going on in the basement? The weird. Um, yeah, you hear noises, and you know you hear uh, like this groaning sound of "put it around Faye." But I, I mean, you can easily go down. It it sounded like someone straining against like lifting something. So I put my hands on the wall, and I think, "Stop! Stop what you're doing!" She turns and grins at you. The eyes are black, with where they would have been, uh, you know, whites and irises. They're just deep deep chasms of no light but as you look in you see pinpoints tiny little stars it seems that somehow you feel yourself being drawn deep across the eons of space and time you are literally looking into the cosmos and you want to go like this is the time that you really feel you want to let go of the wall and go. Now, you can try to stay, but you're going to have to make another check. Go as in, like, flee the building? Like, get the hell out of the room. Something is happening to her mother. The ghost, the image of her mother. 
and we don't you don't know why but this white paint is showing the true form of whatever it is that is here clearing right. off the walls right right so it's not really her mother per se that we're saying right right okay um do uh, do i sort of have a choice where i go whether i would go downstairs so if you let go if if, if if you let go of your own accord you can go where you want to go if you try to make this to get more information and you pass you'll get more information if you fail i choose where you go and that's probably going to be the farmhouse down the road <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should I go for the door or what's in the box? I'm not really sure. You're going to do one of those Bugs Bunny through the wall where they have the same image of him running? Crap. I'm I'm, I'm thinking he's probably going to let go of the wall and then out of concern go towards the hole and and yell, bad things are happening up here. Very bad things are happening up here. Mommy's turning into some sort of creepy thing. (laughs) So you let go of the wall and you announce that mommy is changing. Yeah, right down the hole. Richard. You didn't try to get Nora here. (laughs) Silly boy. Always one page short of the entire book, you. So Professor John is trying to quickly extend this circle around the four of them. John, you're the first one who, uh, as the circle is starting to grow, it's just a magic point expenditure, right? there's There's no role for success on this, is there? Um, I do need to roll for cost of sanity. Okay, go ahead and give me that roll. One. Oh, good. Good for you. All right, that's not too bad. All right, so you begin to push the boundaries, and you hear, Who is that with you, Richard? Oh, wait. I can see him. Almost. Yes. There you are. John Schooley. Hmm. The noble gentleman. Hmm. Always trying to salvage situations that are unsalvageable. But how much do your companions know, John? Are they aware that you are driven by lust? Lust of the flesh, of power, of the unseen? And the obscene. He says, You are very much like me, John. But do you tell yourself when you're alone, stitching your pages together, prepping the grimoire you so hope to research, that you're doing it for the good of your friends? (laughs) I think you and I... Can be honest, John. You're doing it for yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> Catherine lets out a meeping kid goat yell. Ah! <laughs> like, she's. <laughs> Listeners, you have to understand that I'm in the room next to the player who does Catherine's voice. And occasionally I can hear screaming come through the walls that you can't hear because she's muted. And right now I'm getting, ah! So there's there's definitely reactions that you're not privy to that we have to deal with. So, Catherine, um, are you needing a sanity check while this circle's going up? Is that what I'm feeling right here? Are you getting... Yeah! <laughs> okay. Go ahead and give me one. Oh, God. 
I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the circle's going up. I mean, John's got the protection definitely growing. It's pushing. Why do I always roll two tens? Oh, mm-mm. What? Oh, she feels what I feel. That was a 49. I have a 46. Uh, on your sanity check. Yes. Right. Be kind. I don't have the control over it. Katie needs a needle. Flip. <laughs> Thanks. One Made a point. It was a D6. You got a one. Oh, that's not too bad. No, um, not yet. <laughs> We're not. Uh, I'm, pre- I, I'm prepared. Right. Um, You know, uh, maybe she'll just eat mushrooms and just chalk it all up to that. In uh, in response to what uh, I hear the apparition say, I John just steals himself and tries to block it out and focus on what he's doing. Okay. Go ahead and make me a power roll. Oof. That is just horrid tonight. That is 80. What's going to happen is, John, is he's pushing against it. He's trying to break your will to finish the casting. Mm-hmm. Instead of just the sanity, uh, you'll just have to spend an additional amount of power. So just if you don't want to burn the 15 luck, just roll a d10 and subtract that temporarily from your power. It's just okay. a bo- it's a penalty for him getting into your head. He's just testing your... Oh, there you go. One. So, good. All right. So not... Uh, that's a seven. Oh, it's a seven. Oh, sorry. That yeah. kind of sucks. Okay. So, so I mean... Love that. That, love kind of that. that kind of sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Catherine, you, you feel this energy wash over you, um, and it's freezing cold. Uh, it comes from your left hand, uh, your right hand side, crosses over your back. Faye, you feel it kind of crackle past you, and your father now is just, it, just trembling, as he's just sh- his hands shaking, trying desperately to hold back the full force of Crowley somehow pushing his presence through the ley line to speak with everyone to get to this room. Um, Sid, you're still upstairs. Uh, you do start to hear talking. You heard some of what the apparition or the uh, the shadow of down below said. Uh, and you see Nora come into the hallway from the Chamber of Horrors and go to the final bedroom. She's getting bigger. She's grown about three inches in size. And now it's definitely obvious. It's leopard print uh, clothing. The hair is just whipping around crazily. Um, she's starting to get just a thicker body look to her stronger as she plods her way into the next room. So she's basically becoming or some, she's channeling something through what? So I, I, I yell down, I, I, I yell down and I say, she's, she's clearly turning into something else. And it's from what she's doing on the walls. She's becoming something else. She no longer looks like your mother. She's much larger. There's leopard prints. I, I think we should be very careful because I don't know what you're facing down there, but we've got something up here that I'm not sure I can deal with. Everybody now is within the circle. To step out is to have no protection. Well, I'm not. Can, I'm not within the circle, right? I'm at the top. No, of the... you're you're screwed. But that's okay. Can I? Can <laughs> do we? We we hear this, right? <laughs> yeah, of course you hear bad shit going on up here. <laughs> Somebody wanna. <laughs> My, listen, then, my ducks. Can he come down yeah. into the circle? He okay. could. All right. Um, I don't want to leave. So, do, I don't so wanna... yelled for him to come down. Sid, we're kind of in a situation down here. There's a shadow man, and Mr. Dawson's sweating a lot, and he's spilling dirty secrets about John Schooley. And I'm, Sid, if you come down here, we're we're in like a circley thing. 
and I think we're protected, but I can't leave to come up and help you. And oh my god, Aveline's out there all alone. <laughs> She'll be fine. She's the le if anybody's gonna be okay, it's Aveline. Sid, either come into the circle or get the hell out of the house. That's all I can tell you, but you got five seconds to make a decision. Yes. Uh, I, I jump no! I jumped down the stairs. Okay, so you climb down the ladder. Oh yeah. listen to the woman who would sell her own gender. She would offer the flesh of a friend. Oh, Catherine, <laughs> that circle means nothing to me. If I had you in this room without John there, I could show you all the things that that man in the army would have done to your friend. All the special things that you were willing to make her go through for a criminal and a coward. Listen, mate, you back off her, <laughs> and I charge into the circle and pull my gun out. Okay. You'd pull your gun out. Um, Richard is taking a... He's sliding back. So along the wooden planks and the stained floor, which has been stained with all kinds of innocuous, terrible things, he's, like, being pushed back, like, inch by painful inch. John's circle is about eight to ten feet behind him, and right now he's already at least about eight inches closer. Um, the shadow has now... It's just hovering up against the wall from the light of the braziers. It's made itself almost solid. And, um, Sid, you come down and pull your gun and you hear, The poacher. Welcome, Sidney. You stole I'll poach your ass, mate. <laughs> you stole from a church. One that you don't even respect or believe in. Which makes me wonder why you would even want such a thing. Sydney. Hmm. I love poachers. They're always bringing me surprises. <laughs> and sits quiet. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying my best to not feed into him. Right. Because clearly that's what he wants. So sort of as I pull the gun up and he says those things, I realize I have to be very careful what I say because he's feeding off of me. And he might be feeding off of my energy. Catherine, check all your belongings. The thief is standing near you now. <laughs> so, again, upstairs, you start to hear, like, you... F the she's moving things out of the way. She's starting to push the rubble, so she's becoming more solid. She's somehow affecting the rooms above you. And the circle is still holding, but Dawson himself is being further and further pushed back. And that's when Dawson drops to his knees. His, ar his arms go wide, his back arches. No! And you hear, <laughs> Richard. Why don't you tell them, Richard? Hmm? Tell them how you originally sought me out. Sought out Rose and myself. How you craved the lifestyle that we shared amongst the inner circle. The sex, the cocaine, the perversions. So great as to offend the good and gentle one god. Richard is just, it looks like the force is pulling him 
taunt. His head is trembling. His arms are are locked out. He's no longer defending himself. The ghost, the, the shadows are going to continue. And this is what's said. And so you courted my favor and quickly you rose through the ranks. I came to you with a summoning ritual and how you leapt at the chance to partake in such a hedonistic frenzy of fire and flesh. So <laughs> you're starting to understand that Richard initiated this contact with Crowley, this contact with the Golden Dawn. In truth, I still don't know how you convinced that pretty little wife of yours. Such a shame when we botched the ritual. Keep your name out of your mouth. Don't talk about my mother. Okay. There's a small chuckle. Richard screams out at those words. Don't sit, talk about my mother. Don't use my mother. You know, don't reference my mother. And he's trying to desperately hold on. John, you start to feel the barrier being tested. You start to feel the circle being pushed. You look around and you see that the other braziers now have casted shadows, but these don't really have form. It's like they're not giving off light anymore. The, the, the darkness is emanating out of the braziers, the other four, and they're slowly creeping towards your circle. And you can feel the, the power that, that that darkness is now generating. Upstairs, gunshots go off. You hear three gunshots go off. Do I feel like the um, like the barrier is holding? Yes. At the moment, it hasn't been tested. But up to this point, you felt no resistance. You're now just starting to feel like whatever it is, it's pushing back. It's starting to, to affect you. Like, you know, it's gotcha. affecting the circle. It's, it's, it's yep. tangible now, the resistance. Too okay. much abuse <laughs> and too little sleep, I reckon. And when the corruption manifested in her belly of the least, in the belly of the least debauched of us, how you wept. What, <laughs> have you not yet told Faye that her soul journeyed from across the cosmos to sleep wounded and exhausted? Did you not tell her this? Faye, could you make a sanity check? 38. That is a success. Currently, with your current sanity? My sanity is a 40. Mm. Wow. So, I just, <laughs> made it. so just keeping it together. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because there's three more paragraphs of the speech. So you now recognize that you that your mother became pregnant during a summoning ritual um, that your father approached Crowley about doing. That's the essence Neat. of what he's saying. That, you know... Did you told Faye that her soul journeyed from far across the cosmos to sleep wounded and exhausted? Okay. But, but Richard. And you hear, ah! Now he's starting to feel great pain. Your wife would not allow nor hear any words that suggested she should end the pregnancy. <laughs> Leave it to Nora. She delved deep into the meditations and somehow was able to reach out to the festering consciousness that was growing and offer herself instead of her unborn child. <laughs> what did she ask for, Richard? What was it? 
Just enough time to make sure Faye had reached womanhood and was going to be well taken care of. No! <laughs> More gunshots from upstairs. <laughs> like, what is going? What is going on? You hear the sound, the screech of like a howler monkey that got shot or wounded. Just this, and you hear another shot go off. And she's like, where the hell are you guys? Round the table, anyone? Oh, boy. <laughs> so, is 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 the sounds of Aveline in the house, or is she still outside? It's echoing from inside the house somewhere. I mean, it sounds it sounds loud enough where you think it's. Remember, you're in a back corner on in the horror, chamber of horrors downstairs, so the sounds are going to be muddied. But you definitely think that the shots are being fired somewhere close enough where it's echoing in the house. I can't in conscious tell her to come down here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll be trapped. Like something creepy up there, this thing down here. Like, like us. <laughs> kind of no. like us. Uh, he's in I, the best I, position. I, I yell up to her, Abby, are you okay? I don't know what the fuck this thing is. <laughs> Sid, help. Get up here. Sorry, Sid. <laughs> you said, um, Abby, are you okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I look at the others and I say, uh, do you want me to stay down here? It, it sounds like she might need my help. No, go oh, get her. Go get her. John. Go get her and get out of here. John. No. <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him leave the circle. I don't think. I turn. I turn. Sid, Sid I don't go. think. I don't think this thing is going to let you leave, John. Uh, Sid. Ah, uh, John. You're safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm That's gibbering. Okay. <laughs> I am officially gibbering. Um, you're safe in the circle, Sid, but you leave the circle. I don't think that thing is going to allow you to go upstairs. Do I have that sense keeper? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The right. circle's starting to so, feel very, very heavy. We need to tell Abby to run. All right. I, I scream up to her. We're trapped. We're trapped down here and I can't get you. If you can't kill it, run. Get away. Get free. If you can or can't kill it. If you can't. If you can't, if you kill, can't kill it, kill run. It. Okay. Get a run, get away free. We'll find you. God damn it, no! I'm out! Sad! So, yeah, the one gun she had in her coat, she's already emptied it. And you hear that other... As it's... There's a big clash of noise, sounding more like parts of the debris and stuff are being chucked or thrown or collapsing. But Crowley continues. But... You, Richard, had other ideas. Even though I warned you of the conscious the consequences, you tried to save both by putting another child into the belly of your research assistant and then unleashing the being on the succulent newly conceived baby. <laughs> but this time it was ready, wasn't it? The noise from upstairs is just, you feel like the walls trembling. The basement is actually like rumbling a little bit. Dawson is just cracked, uh, like down, his head's lulled. He seems to be unconscious, but still being held by something. John, the you're going to have to Is he me... close enough to grab? No, no. He's still about six feet outside the circle. You'd have to, even with a human chain, it would be tough. And again, any part that crosses that line you know, reaches out is in danger of possibly getting affected somehow. So yep. you're, you're holding on doing everything that you can. You're, you're, you know, you're starting to now feel labored breathing. 
you're starting to feel like almost the crushing weight is starting to gather in your chest like, oh shit, my left arm may go numb. Like I'm starting to feel all, like this is becoming very difficult to maintain. Catherine, you see John kind of, you know, just standing there trying to concentrate, but he starts rubbing his chest almost like as if he had, you know, acid reflux or angina. He's just rubbing, you know, the center of his chest. You, you good? <laughs> Obviously not good, but like, like what? A medical professional, ladies and gentlemen. You're good. <laughs> I'm from in New hell. Jersey. You, you in good? You good? I'm from New Jersey, okay? You need some morphine? <laughs> Can I give you a drip? <laughs> hey, what you need? Talk to me. I'm Quick, here. Pick me up. Talk to me. <laughs> um, John, doesn't, John just um, doesn't respond and just seems to be deeply focused. Okay. Yep, you got it. Keeper, do I have adrenaline in my bag? Ooh. Um, back then? Yeah, okay, yes. You have some sort of a, a very heavy kickstart <laughs> for so- somebody if they need it. Okay. Why, are you looking to take the adrenaline? No, not me. Oh. He's just getting rid of the Uma Thurman in my butt. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I just keep squeaking all night. <laughs> it knew your tricks <laughs> and allowed you... To pledge the child, but all the while, it was never going to give your wife up. Faye, how are you holding up? Uh, not well. It is. <laughs> I I want to exit this circle and punch this thing, but I'm using every ounce of self control that I have to not go and either retrieve my father and bring him into the circle and smack the hell out of this shadow. I don't even care if I can't hit the shadow. I just want to do it. Okay. The darkness from the braziers has now reached the outer edge of John's circle, and you begin to see shapes and faces, like, passing, looming in, looking all around, testing it, backing away, coming close again, like, just, and you hear, is she here? Oh, she's here. And he continues. So... After they, the fact that it wouldn't let Nora go, you left the order and found religion. But it was weak wine compared to what you were used to. And then when she passed, you knew that she would endure eons of suffering at the ravenous jaws of Shaklatl. So, ah! No! <laughs> and at no! The, the word Shaklatl, you hear upstairs and Aveline goes fuck me get out and she you just things are crashing upstairs all this shit's going off and it sounds like just this horrendous scream like just a something like a serpent or something just just screeching in, in like if it was in your face and your father starts to cry out just let her be don't do this she just wanted answers I had no choice and you know, everything just keeps going. This is the sin you carried so long, Richard. But now that we are united again, you and I, you owe me my fee for tutoring you in the elder ways. My price has changed, Richard. With Rosalina dead, I now invoke the oldest canon of law, and demand Faye carry my child. 
Oh, I think the hell not. You better come here and fight me one-on-one. -on -one. I'm not doing that. Fight Dawson. Oh my I God. reach out and I grab the back of Faye's shirt as tight as I possibly can. And I lean in and I say, you, sweet girl, aren't going fucking nowhere. This time, <laughs> no you're headbutts. living. <laughs> no headbutts. And I, and I have my gun out. And I said, you're staying in this circle. Rosalina was taken from you, and I'm sorry about that. I am sorry. She was taken by an evil, disgusting man, and if you are angry at someone, if you want payment, take it out on him! We tried to save her! The circle is being pushed. It's time to make the roll to see if you can keep what this is out. You have a 50% chance, so go ahead and make that roll. Would you like, would you like a sticking? Time schooly rolling here. Oh God! Oh my goodness! That's a seventy. Uh, oh no! Excuse me. That's a seven. Ah! That's a zero, zero, and a seven. Yes. That's a seven. Oh, mommy wants a new pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mommy wants a new pair of shoes. All right. Fight me and call me Susan. Fight me, will you? Very well. Let us play a different game. The darkness begins to attack Richard. It begins to manifest and coalesce around him. And you see him, ah, he's a hole and he starts to be dragged down towards the bottom, towards into the floor itself, into the floor cut from the rock of this cliff. And he continues now that she has seen things she was not meant to see, thanks to Mueller and his carrion feeders, she understands, she comprehends destiny. And I will chain her destiny to my own, to become my bride and do her duty. Forgive me, but I must be going. Richard is up to his chest in the floor, Faye, make a sanity check to see if you bust through and try to get out. If your sanity check fails, you'll have to make a strength check against Sid. Because he did say he anchored on to you. Keeper, not to metagame, but if she even slightly moves, I am grabbing her as well. Okay. Um, well, she's going gonna... to have to drag me with her. What'd you roll, Faye? I got a 75, so I failed my sanity check. All right, so hold up. So you take... Faye's already at like a three sanity. <laughs> Six more points. Of sanity. She's got, she has oh, a, a thin grasp. <laughs> Faye is Faye five years old. I'm five years old. She giggles at Walt. <laughs> All right. Oh, so could I have a Faye, give me a strength test. Lower the better for me. Sid, give me a strength test. I got a fifty eight. What's your strength? My strength's a fifty. Okay. She ain't going anywhere. Sid ain't going anywhere. Oh. Sid gets her down into a Greco Roman lock, half Nelson. Drops her back. I'm <laughs> Pile drives her. Screaming. <laughs> screaming not today, the entire time. Not today. I am. You are. Faye is normally not mean to you guys. And I am screaming. If you don't let me go, I will never forgive you. Please. He is all I have left. I can't. Upstairs. He's yeah. killing him. Yeah. Upstairs. It's, it's just this. <laughs> being knocked around. Shit's going crazy. Um, it's just, it's terrible up there right now. Um, Keeper, do I have a clean, do I have a clear shot on Dawson? Yes. Yeah, of course. Right in front of you. About six feet. Oh, Catherine. Uh, oh, Catherine, go ahead. I pull my gun and point it at him. Okay. 
It would be a mercy. You cannot save him. You don't know what's gonna happen. If you, if you kill my father in front of me right now, Catherine, <laughs> I swear to God. Faye, he's gone. And there's not nothing we can do. Let me get out. Let me. I can save him. I can. Please let me die. go. Sid, you've got her pinned, and you notice that the darkness on the floor that's absorbing him appears to have teeth, shadowy teeth. And he starts screaming out like a shark bite victim. Like it's going terrible. Faye, it's eating him. It's eating him. Well, that's He's good. dead already. Good. Catherine, go ahead and let me know what you're doing. I bury my face in Sid and I just don't want to see it. Put him I down. Shoot him. Save I him. Shoot him. I fucking shoot him. Go ahead. In the head. I try to shoot him square, like body head. Yeah. 64 on a handgun. That makes it. Roll your damage. Yeah, that, was, what, that was a regular success, right? Correct. Okay, so a, you needed a harder, better. Um, actually, if you want to fire a, 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 a point shot like that where you're aiming, go ahead and give me the advantage and disadvantage dice. Go ahead and roll them. The two tens okay. and the single one. And then we take the... Because you're bracing, all this is madness is going on. You're trying to make a clean f fired shot. Even though it's only six feet, it's it's panic. Okay, um, 43. That's your worst number? Yeah. Okay, then you hit. Then, yeah, if you do it with a disadvantage die, it doesn't matter what level of success you got. Go ahead and do the damage to his head. And he's already taken damage, so just roll a d10. She's not looking, is she? No, she's not. I said I buried my face into Yeah, Sid's, but she still uh... looks. Everybody looks. Go ahead. Oh, no, she's not. No, 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 don't look. <laughs> Everybody. No, if, I, if I know that you're putting my father down, I don't want to see it. I'm not What'd you looking. roll? A 10. Okay, he goes limp. His uh, gray matter splatters all over the wall, all over the floor, sprays up against the... Yeah, it's, it's a mess. See? <laughs> oh, I have a lot of preparations and packing to do before our wedding feast... Stay safe, sweet Faye. Child oh, of the, fuck you. Child of the darkest reaches of space. Once we lie together, gods will walk this earth. Oh. I can't wait to banish you from wherever hell you came from. So the shadow begins to fade. The yelling and screaming upstairs when your father when Catherine shoots your father in the head goes away. So you hear ah! And it just goes quiet. You hear, what the fuck's going on? Like from upstairs, you hear Emily screaming, what the fuck? And John, the shadows begin to pull back from. I feel the, the yeah, pressure. Yeah, you feel the pressure definitely drop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they, they start to go away. Uh, the the shadow on on the wall itself stays for an extra moment. It, it, it takes its time. It just gets bigger and bloated and shrinks back and kind of does a a profile of itself and is just watching the room just in like this slow wavy pulsing type motion and then without another word it just begins to pull back down down small to where it's just casting light the five braziers are just flickering light now there's no more no more shade no more shadow you hear running from upstairs you see Aveline's face look down into through the trap door and goes, what the hell is going on down there? Don't come down here. Don't come down here. Go back outside. What am I, 12? It's over. <laughs> no. Typical Aveline reply. What am I, 12? I can handle this. It's over. It's over. Catherine, whatever you were shrieking to the heavens on video, we didn't hear it. 
I'm basically um, just yelling, like, what happened to the thing? Like, the thing she was shooting at. Dawson, when it was tied to Dawson. Remember, in Crowley's Crowley's words, and then when she passed, you knew she would endure eons of suffering suffering at the ravenous jaws of Sheklatl. So when he tried to bring her spirit, her spirit is part of this cosmic being. It's just, it, it, yeah, it brought a tiny little bit of Shikotl here, and it started to clean off the script to find its own name. It was looking to grow, and it found it, but you shot Richard before the bot. Now, if it had gone down the tube, it would have had more power here. It would have taken a mage, it would have gotten stronger, it would have attacked Aveline worse, but instead, by not by mercy killing him, you stopped the creature from this plane, and it didn't have a connection anymore. You broke its its pipeline. So you did a good job by killing him. As bad as that sounds, I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about it. Well, it was. Is he one with the floor? Is he like basically halfway through the floor? So what's left of him is his right arm, shoulder, lower part, you know, the neck, and his left shoulder and body down and head, and then the left shoulder down is just gone. He's just a pile of pulp and a bullet hole in his head. And what was below the floor is basically gone. Yep, floor and solid. And it's just the remains, it's the remains of what's laying on top of the floor, essentially, Correct. which is the top part of his body. Yep, from his his nip kind of up without the left arm. Yeah. All right, so I, 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 lean, in, I lean into Faye, and I'm like, we've got to get out of here, and I don't want you to stay here and look at that. You've got to go. We've got to go now, all of us. We- they're gone, Sid, and they their means of getting here for now are gone too. That doesn't mean we stay. No. Yeah, it's not a but, summer camp. It's, it's, this place is I, not healthy. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just suggesting one thing. We need to put Faye's father to rest. Can't leave this body there like that. Yeah, well, I'm not going to bury him in this house. We're going to bury him no. off these grounds. So I'll go try to find something to... Put his remains in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not difficult. While Sid is looking for a sack or a bag, I look over the uh, what's left in this room. You had mentioned some some crystals and some things. Yeah, like that it's a lot of it. A lot of it is dime store shit. Uh, but there are several things that are really, really good. You know, they're decent. A couple of components and things that could be of use to you later that have definitely have some value. Uh, so go ahead and give me an occult roll and subtract the number from your skill and tell me what the remainder is. If you go over the skill, then it doesn't matter. That's a 73, so... Oh, that's a success by two. By two. Okay, so yeah, you find one item of medium value, um, a component. Uh, it's uh, a resin from a very rare spider uh, that actually is is from Asian continent. Uh, it's, it's down can be, you know, very, very strong and powerful, and it's just this, it's just a clump of, of just this silk, the spider's silk. Take my, uh, my knapsack that I carry with me, my, my you know, over-the-shoulder uh, satchel. Take a piece of cloth out, wrap it up, and throw it in the cloth. Just sort of nonchalantly. Okay. Not, uh, not being too obvious to the others. <laughs> not trying to uh, make it look like, hey, I'm pilfering Crowley's closet. <laughs> Anybody got a problem as they're climbing this, the, the ladder? Yeah, the the other things are either decrepit, you don't think they're they're important enough on the style of magic that you know so far. I mean, if you came down here with a bag and dumped everything, you'd probably get a couple more items that are decent, 
but but the cursory glance based on your skill, this is the one thing that you're like, I know this for a fact has value. I can take it. So okay. you go ahead and do it. <clears throat> All right. So everybody gets upstairs. Sid, you're able to put the remains of Richard Dawson inside of a basket that you find and you cover it with some form of a blanket or tarp or whatever you find down there that's conducive. And, like a picnic uh, basket? What's that? Yeah, I was going to the worst. I'll put my coat over it or something. Yeah. You said like a picnic basket? Not like, not so yeah, like, bigger than yeah. that. Like, you know, something kind for... Like an afternoon snack. Like a big, like for fresh fruit, a big thing. Sorry. That's just... Like a happy KFC bucket. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's inappropriate. Um, <laughs> I really, I'm a bad person, and I apologize to the listeners and to Faye for that. That was really... Uh, <laughs> You're bad, and you must be strong. I'm bad. can't wait to see what uh, what the face stands have to say about this one. Oh, well, listen. The... As you, as uh, Sid carries it out, Faye, you've probably at this point had the vapors. Catherine, her condition from the ordeal in Venice that's only a few weeks old, climbing the ladder, feeling the force of Chocotal, uh, rather, and knowing that she's now been cosmically promised or claimed by Esther Crowley for a debt that her father incurred, you know, years ago. Um, it's probably need, gives Faye the reason that she needs a pick-me-up. Uh, okay. <laughs> or a put me down, Faye. Which would you prefer? Um, a a well, shot what, of vitamin or a shot or, of sleepy bobos? Yeah, I want to go the hell to sleep, and I want to uh, never wake up. So oh oh, the long sleep. Well, no, okay. no, not um, not not final sleep. Right, but you know something that will uh something that will knock me out for okay. A so while. yeah, that's a Catherine specialty. No um, need to make I'll, a roll on that. That's fine. I'll mix you up something. Um, <laughs> right. Do you want something mixed up or do you just want a whiskey? Like, I keep it. You don't jab me in the arm with something. I'm going to go into your bag and stab you with the first needle I find. Fair enough. Stab me with the first needle I find. Oh, all right. You want to get duck? Okay. Catherine is surprised she's talking to her. Yeah. But okay. I'll, I'll, I'll drug a bitch. (laughs) Okay. So, Faye, you're put into the car. Uh, as the rest of as Aveline is coming up with a plan, she asks John if if she if he thinks that it's right to burn this place. Do you think we should like gut it with fire? Is that a good good thing to do? Sid, you're trying to dig a hole, uh, part of the jack and the old style cars, very heavy tire iron or something. You're just cutting at the earth, just enough to make a small mound that you can, you know, lay Richard in this basket to rest. Give me. A luck roll, Sid. That's a miss. That's a miss. That's okay. a miss. I am. That is a non-lucky shot. Yep. No worries. Um, you create the hole. You cut up the earth. You you poke and prod at it. Faye is laying down in the car. Um, Aveline and uh, John and Catherine, I'm assuming, are working together to find the quickest way to torch this place to the ground. John, are you agreeing with Aveline on that idea that it should just be gutted? I am. Okay. And this Catherine, is, uh, I know this you're is all. An unholy place. Yeah, Catherine, you're all for a a good fire on a Friday. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This would be um, a good cleansing. <laughs> this is the time. Yeah, this is a good cleansing. So the the rooms you're able to draw, you know, a liter of fuel from the car and uh, start pouring that on some of the most offensive rooms first, making sure you pile the debris where you where you start the accelerant, and within about forty five minutes. On the side of the cliff, the Abbey of Thelema uh, is being just consumed in fire. 
it's um, the basement. You know, you had dropped some rags and stuff down there and tied them onto the ladder just to make sure that the fire carried down and did everything you needed to do in that hour uh, because you've become pretty good at starting fires in buildings and controlling them back in Venice and <laughs> when you were with Arturo on the on the <laughs> landing and just set the stairs on fire. So, yeah, you're able to get that done. Faye, you wake up uh, a couple hours later on the drive. Is it, let's do this. Is anybody else doing anything on the side of the cliff, on this cliff face? Is there anything else you want to do? Sid? I think we've seen enough. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah I'll I'm send really you a copy. I'll, I'll, I'll post a copy of the speech face so you can decipher it for yourself if you want. Um, yes. When you awaken back at the farmhouse, um, you know, you drive past the farmhouse, go down. The uh, You're in bed and you're lying there and you come over with a deep sense of, of, of sadness. Almost like you're missing something. Something doesn't feel the way it felt before. And... It's just, you're not sure, but without even thinking about it, you reach for the, the, the small fetish around your neck and you pop it. You just pop it off and nothing happens. The my bony thing. finger? She, yeah. She popped off my bony finger? She pulled the, the cord that had it tied around her neck, Sid, yeah. Yeah. You don't start coughing. Um, you don't start feeling the, the heaviness in your, in, in your lungs from the lack of air. None of that's going on. You, you, you feel pretty good, actually, like things are almost normal. And you're reminded what was said about the death of your half-sister, that when she died, you would gain power. Something would happen. And that power was that you, it removed this curse. The, her spilling of her blood, the stopping of her heart, the fact that you two were connected through a ritual and through a, one of your parents, somehow broke the hold of the grave dust or the grave dirt spell that had been cast upon I'm you. Sorry. So that's, you got that going for you. That's well, at least there's one positive. See, always a positive in this. So mm -hmm. you're back in the town. Uh, Faye is nearing insanity. Players, great job tonight. Listeners, thank you so much. Players, this wraps up Italy. Italy was a tough one. But uh, great job, everybody. I hope you had a good time with it. Everyone but Mel. And um, <laughs> and Mel, listen, you know, it's over. Keeper, let's let us just say as players, bravo, sir. Oh, thank you. That bravo. was crazy. Well well done. Oh, thank you. It was amazing. Phenomenal. I wouldn't want anybody to ruin my fictional life other than you. Yep. <laughs> Your fictional life. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to have him tell Faye what sh her sins were. That's okay. He uh, he beat up Richard bad enough. He was just... Uh, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what was? No, he had, like, when he was telling were. Catherine, oh, I know you, I know what you've done, and yada, yada, yada. Remember, he was in the Weimar Republic in 31. He was actually sitting in Berlin when you were there. Hence, when he says, you know, she's seen enough now, thanks to Mueller and his... And his, what did he say? Um, his carrion feeders. Uh, yes. <laughs> He's like, you know, Mueller's, Mueller awoke Faye. I mean, then he casts magic on her and he does all this shit and she goes from being a research person to someone now marked. And that's Crowley's like, oh, now I can find you. Now I know, you know. So there was a lot of things going on in that sort of, you were lucky because you never ran into him in Berlin. Um, but Venice, we just knew that was going to be a, a shit show. So thanks everybody. Good night. Uh -huh.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.